Last week, we examined the importance of a recognition program. This week, how to create one. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode number 80. Produced by Innovate Learning. Maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly show to help smart people improve their communication and leadership skills. And to be an effective leader, we need to be able to recognize others sincerely, genuinely, and consistently. Last week on episode 79, I had Michelle Smith with me from OC Tanner, and we promised this week we'd be back to not just talk about the importance of recognition and why we should have a recognition program, but actually how to do it. So on today's show, 10 Steps to Create a Recognition Program, and I'm pleased again to be joined by Michelle Smith from OC Tanner. Here's my interview with her on the 10 steps we need to know to start recognizing. I am so glad to welcome back Michelle Smith from OC Tanner. Michelle's the Vice President for Business Development at OC Tanner. She joined us last week for episode number 79 when we talked about the importance of recognition. And I promised we'd have her back this week to actually talk about the how to do it. I'm pleased to be back. Thank you so much, Dave. And this is now, okay, let's put the... Let's put the kind of the rubber on the road here of how do we do this? So we talked last week about all of the why we'd want to do this, the statistics. So if you haven't listened to that conversation, please go back, coachingforleaders.com slash 79. Listen to that episode first. It'll give you a lot of framework for what we're going to talk about today. Um, but Michelle, you know, how we execute this is also key too. It's 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 how well or or not the results then we get. And I know you and I have both seen situations where really, really well-intended leaders who believe in recognition, want to give recognition, will spend a lot of time doing something like picking out the colors and the design of an award. Absolutely. And and it happens more frequently than, than you can imagine, Dave. Uh, you're right. Pretty words are a good thing, uh, but they're not the only thing. And I think oftentimes uh, it's something that people get excited about, the awards, and they, they're they excited in selecting them themselves, and they're excited to have them for their employees. And there may be too much attention to that. Uh, there's also, I, I think, a perception that companies are doing much more uh, recognition than they actually are, mm. uh, which is another problem uh, that we we may want to explore for a second, that, that companies, when you talk to leaders in organizations and studies and research come out, 80% of leaders say, no question about it, our people are recognized every single week. Unfortunately, the employees in that same organization, only 21% of them say that we are recognized on a regular basis. Oh, yes. Problem. So, so you have, you know, what we're constantly working with with organizations is one that perception gap of how much is really happening. And in some of those studies, even uh, as much as 70% of employees are saying, I don't even get recognized once a year. So there's clearly mm. a gap. And not to say that 80% every week is correct or you know, uh, once a year is correct, 
uh, and truthful. Probably the truth is somewhere in between. Right. But leaders tend to have a very different and inflated perception than employees. And then when they start to embrace recognition and are doing recognition, sometimes they can focus on pieces of the picture, like you said, the awards, and not all of the other elements that go to making sure that that award is appropriate and for something really worthwhile within within the organization. And this goes back to the examples you mentioned on last week's episode of, you know, the organizations that did a great job of making, you know, big investments in recognition as far as the tangible pieces, but didn't really focus on the communication, the people sides of it. And as a result, that investment really went underutilized. And so if we can do that as leaders that we're really a step ahead of where a lot of organizations are. And so the 10 steps are really designed for us as leaders to be thinking about that. Uh, not that, you know, in, in our 20 minutes today, you'll know everything you need to know about this. For that, you want to talk to Michelle in more detail, but this should at least get you started on what are the 10 things that you can be thinking about that'll be having you think a little bit more broadly on what are the strategies, the tools that you really should be thinking about when you're thinking about doing a recognition Absolutely. Uh, you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head, uh, Dave. It's about thinking it through. Uh, too often, and, and bless their hearts, and I mean that sincerely, that people want to you know introduce recognition into their organization, and they say, okay, great, let's put a program, let's have some awards, and maybe they have some goals, but that's about as far as they think about it sometimes. And again, well-intentioned, and they are going to see some lift from that. There will be positive benefit. But if you're making the effort and the investment, let's try to get all of the benefits that recognition has to offer You know, for those organizations. So hopefully, I'm, I'm suspecting that a few of these 10 may be complete surprises to people in thinking about it. Mm. Um, but that's what we want to do. We want them to just really realize there's more than it's just the awards or just saying I'm going to have a program. Okay, great. Well, let's jump in then and uh, look at step one. So okay. what's the what's the first thing we should be thinking about here? So, so step step number one, and, and I should give full credit here um, to this is the Incentive Marketing Association, one of the largest um, associations in the recognition and incentive industry. Uh, they, this is from their principles of effective mm. program design. Oh, great. Um, so I'm, I'm lifting it because I just think it's, it's a great structure. So step number one would be what they call strategic planning. And it's, it's exactly um, what it says is think about what you want to accomplish with the program. I mean, sincerely, specific objectives, specific strategy, what kind of measurable results are you looking for? Why do you want to do this recognition program? What are you trying to accomplish? And very precisely, what do you want to accomplish? Are you trying to solve a problem about absenteeism or disengagement or turnover? Or are you trying to improve something, improve productivity, improve and build your culture, improve customer service? But know very precisely why you are engaging upon recognition, because that's fundamental to everything else builds from that foundation. And it's interesting how we, a lot of times as leaders, and I know certainly American business culture, thinking isn't considered work. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
And what a sad statement that is. But it's true. Like so many times, like if I'm not on the phone or writing email or we don't take the time to really step back and think. And I know for me, Michelle, when I've taken more time in my professional capacity to budget time to think through what I want to get, my results end up usually being a lot better. And I see the same things with my clients too. So, uh, you know, it's it's easy to say, okay, well, strategic planning, thinking, yeah, 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 you know, okay, well, what, give me give me to like the real things I need to do. But it's so important though, to really step back and think. So I like that this is number one. Yeah, it's a deceptively, critically important um, step, be, as I said, because Everything else you're going to build upon that uh, upon that foundation, and I'm not talking about you have you don't have to go away for a week, you know, to on a strategic planning retreat, right, but just right. spend a little time thinking about why do we want to do this. Mm, good. All right. So okay. so we get so assuming we do some of that, what uh, what what would we want to be considering next? A, a little bit more thinking as oh, okay. well. Oh, good. Um, and I call this one. Um, understanding your audience. So you've decided that you want to do a recognition program and you have a very specific goal and you can state that specifically, but who are you targeting? Is this for all of the employees in your organization or is it for a specific department? Um, who, who in your company for whatever goal you've decided on, who can impact that goal? Not just the most obvious people. You know, if you have a sales goal, clearly all the sales team. Sure. But don't forget about the sales support people mm. who, you know, are the wind beneath the wings of those salespeople often. So you want to think about who's my audience? What are their demographics? What are their motivations? What are the circumstances they're working in? What are their capabilities? How do I get their buy-in to this, this program? So you certainly can't change performance or really have an effective recognition program unless you first understand the people you are trying to recognize. So make sure you're including everybody who can impact the goal and that you understand who they are, because that's going to be really important when you start to pick out the pretty awards too. You need to understand the audience, ah, or not, or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And I imagine some of which goes into this too. Michelle is thinking through like what, how do people want to be recognized, and asking some of those questions. That might be even some in some of the further mm -hmm. steps here. But uh, you know, I think that that's something that uh, a lot of times leaders miss that opportunity to have that conversation of you know. By the way, how would you like me to recognize you? Exactly. What is the best way for me to lead you? Um, how do you like to learn? How do you like to be motivated? And um, I've I've had clients ask those questions of their the people they lead over the years, and they're like, I'm just shocked. Like people will tell me, <laughs> how brilliant! Yeah, and, if I know, ask. Why yeah. and why? Why don't we do that more often? Yeah, just ask yeah. the question we are trying to you know get the answer to. It's exactly. amazing. People will tell you. You might not like the answer, but they will tell you the right, answer. Right. And you know, you just made reminded me of something as well with this understanding of your audience. There's a common misperception frequently where when companies are doing a program to try to solve a problem, if you think about an organization as a bell curve, the employees of that organization, you probably have 10 to 20% of your employees who are amazing. You know, they just they just do all the right things all the time with with they do it without a recognition program, quite frankly. You probably have the same number, you know, 10 to 20% who no matter what you did for them, mm -hmm. they're they're just not getting it. They're disgruntled. They're mismatched, whatever is yeah. the reason. And the, to, what Gallup calls the really disengaged yes, people. Yes, the disengaged yeah. people that we talked about on the, on the show last week. 
Well, frequently management wants to do a program for those lower 10 to 20% of the people because they feel these are my my challenging employees. These are my problem employees. And I shouldn't do a program for the 10 to 20% who are my marvelous employees that, boy, I wish I had 100% of my employees like that. Uh, so interesting. do not do that. Absolutely. If anything, if you have to cut out somebody from the program, and I don't um, recommend that you do, but you you absolutely cannot cut out those top performers. They need that attention. We talked about that a lot last week. They've been burdened quite a bit. And if you're not recognizing them, you're putting yourself at risk of losing them. Hmm. And this goes right along with the research Gallup's done over the years of that the best managers spend the most time with their best people. Exactly. You know, the first break all the rules yes. book. You know, so much of this comes back to that that focus of, you know, sometimes we forget about our top performers and we need to engage them too. Absolutely. If, if not more so than anyone else. Absolutely. Now, be realistic when you set up your program because more than likely, you're not going to move the needle a whole lot on those top performers. Sure. Um, but even a little bit for a super performer is going to be good. You're probably not going to move the needle a lot on your um, disengaged employees either. Where your real opportunity exists in, is in that 60 to 80% of the middle of that bell curve, that really wide fat area where you've got, you know, where we said those apathetic employees that they could go either way. You'll see a huge shift in performance, in results, in that middle group. So that's going to be, that's going to be your, your big shift uh, and you're going to get your biggest results there. Hmm. But don't, 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 don't. Um, exclude those who are serving you so well on a day-to-day basis. Good to know. Okay, what's next? Okay, number three, fact-finding. We need to spend a little bit of time again thinking about what currently stands in the way of us achieving the goal that we set out for this program. Is there something in the market? Is there a market condition? Is there a lack of training? If we're asking people to perhaps perform at a different level, do they have the skill set and the training and the knowledge to actually perform at that level? Hmm. Or do we have to inject a little bit of training also in our recognition program so that it's successful? Are there management problems? Let's be totally candid. You know, do we have, are some of the things that we're trying to correct with employees being created by managers who may need a little extra attention or training? So let's get all of those things out on the table. What's a time that you've seen an organization go through that process and and determine that something was an obstacle just so our audience has a feel for what kinds of things might fall under that umbrella? Almost always. There's something. There's something that uh, can go wrong, uh, you know, that that could prevent you. Uh, certainly now the market conditions of the recession and recovering recession, yeah. you know, that straps cash and decisions within an organization. Uh, so you may have to uh, amend your your goals for the program and, and perhaps dial it down a little bit, perhaps for budgetary considerations. Got it. Um, certainly when change is happening in an organization can be very volatile. Uh, you're never quite sure in an or an acquisition or a merger situation where two companies or two cultures are coming together. You want to recognize them, but you have to be aware that those cultures may not normally or naturally um, coalesce quite mm, well. Good. So okay. it's not a problem as long as you know about it. The only problems are the ones you don't know about it. So this is time well invested to think about 
what the problems are, we can find an answer for the problems as long as we know about it. Perfect. So we have to we have to address them. We have to be, you know, big boys and big girls and, and realistic. Number four, program structure. Uh, not a very sexy term at all, but here we're getting into the specific goals. We have our overarching goal for the program, but mm-hmm. what do individuals need to do? How will they be measured? How will we know that um, they've improved their performance or we've enhanced our culture? What would be those signs, you know, of of people working more effectively together or serving the customer better? What would that look like so we can recognize it then when we get to the end? So we want to know it up front so we can stay the course. And this seems counter, you know, this seems intuitive, but I know you've mentioned that Sometimes organizations don't think about this. They don't think about how they're going to measure for a particular recognition or award or whatever the program is trying to achieve. And that can create a disconnect if there's not that measurement that's put in in advance of how we are actually going to determine this. Absolutely, Dave. This is this is this is another, I would say, deceptively critical component because mm. if you don't measure First of all, you may not be able to assess your program at the end, but the real danger happens that if you if you don't have a structure around your program, someone could in a, one employee, two employees could do the exact same performance improvement or the exact same amazing thing, you know, that needs to be rewarded. But they may get rewarded differently. You know, one manager, I I've seen this. It's been as extreme as um um in one manager gave somebody four tickets to the movie theater. Um, you know, nice, nice little award yeah. for what they did. The exact same behavior and result happened in another department. They gave the employee a one-year lease on a Chevy Tahoe truck. Oh, wow. Now, not, you know, that kind of blows up your program right away. And all of a sudden, the goals of the program get out the window. And then employee number one go, wants to go work in the department where employee number two is, you know. Where, oh, yeah. And so now your good intentions just blew up in your face because people feel like, well, why did employee number two get the, tr- the, the lease for the truck when I got movie tickets and people are wanting to transfer over into the other department or feel like it's unfair or there's favoritism. You don't want to go there. You don't want to introduce any of that into your program. So you must be extremely clear and measure. And when, when it's measured, it can be tracked and controlled and nobody can claim you know, favoritism or unfairness. So uh, lots great, of hidden traps. Oh yeah. Great example. Thanks for sharing that story. <laughs> that's, 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 that happens. And but, I've seen that things like that happen too, for sure. Yes, definitely. So step number five is communication here again, a little bit of thinking about, um, what, what do we need to communicate to our team, to our employees about this recognition program? How do we want to roll it out? Um, how do we want to tell them what they need to do to achieve the goals? How, when, you know, do you send out the message? Are you going to do a big launch? Uh, Do you need to think about uh, other locations, employees who telecommute, you know, or who work from home or work in other locations, making sure everybody gets the message at the same time? When does the message go out? And more importantly, what is that message? Because that's your first impression. And we all know you've only got one shot to make that first impression. And I'm guessing consistency comes into practice here too with, 
that certainly that launch, but also then ongoing. How does how does leadership communicate with the organization about the objectives of this, the ongoing, the re, you know the reporting, the results, and and you know whatever the outcome is. That consistency is probably key too. Most definitely, Dave. Absolutely, and and this is this is right in line with any leader or manager. When when you're setting your strategy and your goals for the for the year, you think about all of these things. Why wouldn't you? I, I I'm not quite. I've never quite understood why a leader wouldn't invest the same amount of time and attention into thoughtful planning about a recognition program as they would about their marketing campaigns, you know, for the year. Hmm. It's equal, it's equally important and perhaps even more important uh, because it's again, going to be those employees who are going to execute that marketing plan. So you better have them on board and and knowing, you know, and being aligned Uh, now, you know, on the day of launch is not the time that you need to think, oh my goodness, we need to translate this into German for our German office. Uh, and somehow recognition programs don't naturally, for many leaders, get the same type of attention. And that's what you and I are setting out to to change in oh, the world. Oh, for sure, for sure. sure. Yeah, and that's, that's a great reminder is that importance of communication. And it's so easy as leaders, even if we've done thinking through in our own heads, to just assume that everyone else has gotten the message. And that's a really dangerous assumption to make in a leadership role. Yes. Of course. Probably if, if I had one piece of advice for leaders is never, ever assume that just because you've said it one time or that you think people understand it, make sure they understand it. Um, and the higher up you are in the leadership hierarchy, the more important it is to make sure that that communication is absolutely pristine. Mm, fantastic. Okay, number six is those pretty awards that you talked about. Oh, yes. Um, so what type of awards do we want to use in our program? How are they going to be delivered? Where will we get them? Um, and I you, suspect you mean awards broadly, so not yes. just necessarily a physical plaque or something, but generally what are the types of award categories that people may want to look at or may consider? Exactly, exactly. So so it could be tangible awards, and, and there's um, a lot of research, and we certainly at OCTN are huge advocates of tangible awards, uh, psycho, many, many, many psychological benefits of having a tangible award hmm. versus cash. Uh, people may say they want cash as an award. You know, undoubtedly, you do a survey, people, you know, what, what would you like? I want cash. Unfortunately, cash does not change behavior. Cash is not remembered. We know, as a matter of fact, you'll, you'll forget what you did with that cash within 13 days. A tangible oh, award. I have, I have awards on my desk that I have gotten 25 years ago. I could tell you exactly what I got it for, who gave it to me, you know, the, the feeling that I had when I received that award. We call that in the industry trophy value. That's really important in a program because you want to reinforce that behavior, not only with giving that award, but every time that employee looks at it, every time another employee goes, oh, that's nice. Where'd you get this? What did you do for that? Hmm. You know, I've had people um, win a barbecue or a dining room table. They've selected that as an award, you know, um, and they had a nicer grill you know, in their home currently, uh-huh. but they put that one in the garage. They put the other one out because every time family and friends come by, you know, we can't, it's not really socially appropriate to talk about how much money you make, but, oh, Dave, you got a new grill. 
yes, I got this as an award because I achieved, you know, this fabulous goal at my organization and my company gave me this barbecue. What a what an interesting mind shift change. And I, I, as you're thinking of that, I'm thinking my my dad was a corporate executive for McDonald's for many decades, and he you know was did very well financially. But the thing that I remember and the things he would always tell stories about were these amazingly wonderful awards that McDonald's would do of all kinds of different creative things. And he had them in his office at home, and it's just a beautiful display of all these wonderful things. And he had a story behind each one. And and he will never forget it. No, and, no. And he still has them all too, even though he's been retired for you know over a decade. You know why? Why does why does almost every gentleman that I've ever met they have all of their sports trophies from high school? And and for some of that us that was a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. But every time we look at that award, and whether it is something like a trophy, or it is you know a big screen television, or it is you know a piece of jewelry with your corporate logo on it, whatever that is, you remember how you felt, what you did, and you have great, great feelings about that organization, and that's the power of recognition. Wow! So oh. we we want to get those pretty awards really right. Yeah, that's good to know. And and another like just a a sub tidbit about this. Be careful your team or the individual that's going to select those awards for the program. Don't put your own personal biases in. I am a baby boomer and there are certain things I like and and certain things that I don't like. And if I was designing a program for a, um, a software startup company or an advertising agency, I have to be aware that that probably that's a little different demographic when we were talking earlier about understand our audience. Mm. They're going to appreciate very different things than I would appreciate. So don't construct the award program on things that you like unless everybody else in the company is just like you, which is probably pretty low you know. Low likelihood. Yeah, low yeah. likelihood. Well, and this this is great and speaks to the importance of doing these in order too. Yes. So of having done the strategic planning, thinking through, you know, understanding the audience here, you know, just like we would do if we were giving a presentation or a speech, you know, under taking that time to do that in advance before you get to this point where you're starting to design awards, because if you've done that, then you make choices that are much more in alignment with the results that you want to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to make sure you've got something that's going to be exciting and appealing to everybody, you know, uh, in your audience. And, and so there's a lot of ramifications there, you know, culturally appropriate, um, you know, different countries, different cultures, different age groups, oh, demographics. Sure. Yeah. It's complicated. It is complicated. We spend a lot, a lot of time at OCTN are really working on this because, you offend someone culturally with an award, you, you've you just you know derailed your program. So and you, worse than if you had done nothing at all. Yes. In that case, yeah. yeah. You, can, you, can, you can do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to let you do that. Okay. Number seven, you're probably going to be surprised that this is coming so late, but what is your budget? You know, how much are you going to spend for what? Do you, there's different kinds of programs. I won't get into a lot of details. Um, but there's an open program where everybody who achieves the goal can, can win an award or only, you know, maybe the top 10 or the top 10%. Mm. Uh, so you want to think about that. There's strategies about different kinds of recognition programs do better in some circumstances than others. 
for the most part, we really promote, make sure everyone is included in the recognition program. But sometimes you want to do little spot programs that are very specific to achieve a goal. And I know you and I have talked about the myth of that organizations have to spend a lot of money in order to be effective. And a lot of times we think of recognition, we think about things like trips and TVs, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot that people can do without ever spending a dime initially and and a lot that can be done very inexpensively to get started in this process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that it and you're right. It's a myth in the in the industry that you have to spend a lot of money. Obviously, the more that you do invest, the greater result and ROI you will have. I mean, that's proven, you know, in in research oh, sure. um boatloads of that kind of research. But you know, I um, I know that your your listeners are familiar with the with the Gallup um, engagement scores in the Q12, the 12 questions that Gallup asks to determine uh, if an employee is engaged or not. Take a look at those 12. You will find that nine of those 12 have absolutely no cost whatsoever. Mm. You know, it's it's did somebody talk to me about my career path in the last year? Do I have a best friend at work? You know, is there somebody, my opinions seem to count in the organization. Those may not necessarily be awards, but they uh, contribute to your overall engagement within an organization. And I will say that even a please and a thank you, many, many people feel is like an award because it is so rare in many, many organizations. Oh, wow. Good and, reminder for all of yeah, us. Just please and thank you is the you know low cost, no cost, easy award that you can give to your employees today. Mm. And we even know that research has said that a thank you has the same perceived value as a 1% pay raise. So that's how desperate we are for some acknowledgement wow. um, within our organizations. So, wow, incredible. So, I would not have thought that. So yeah. give all of your employees a 1% pay raise today and say thank you to them. Okay, great. Good okay, advice. number eight, measurement. Uh, to your point earlier, we've got to measure. How will you measure the program, um, You know, the value to the organization? You want to have a timeline and, and an owner for various parts of, of, of the program. You know, Just really think it through like a business plan of, all of the great things that you said earlier, Dave, about measuring it, consistency, communicate it, you, you know, people do what is, is tracked and measured and you want to sh- make sure that you have those factors on your side. Number nine, tracking, very similar to measuring. Hmm. Um, one of the key factors is the ability to collect the data about how are we doing? Are we achieving our goals? And you don't want to wait till the end of the program to look at that because you want to make course corrections halfway through or, you know, immediately on a kind of real time basis. If you're finding as you're looking at the results, as you're tracking, wow, the Southwest is not doing so well with this program, but the Northeast has extraordinary results. Well, let's go find out what the Northeast is doing that is bringing that program, that recognition program alive for mm, their employees. That makes and sense. let's, let's go tell the Southwest yeah. so that we raise everyone out. So this is why tracking is important so that you can justify your investment if you need to justify it, to know where you are towards your goal and to be able to constantly improve that program and get the most out of it because you're being able to then 
kind of steal and share ideas from uh, different departments or areas or geographies. And one thing I'm sure you run into, and I've seen this happen before, is just transparency around where we are and, and tracking and numbers and measurements. Do you run into that situation as well with clients and, and how transparent they are of where things are and how we're doing and with either their leadership or employees and, and coaching them around some of those things? It, we do run into it. And th- in some organizations, there's some resistance um, about that transparency. I think what's happening in the marketplace and, and all the trust issues and the ethical issues and all that we've gone through with Enron and WorldCom, mm-hmm. transparency is becoming something more leaders are comfortable with. But here it's it's crucial because it gets to the point that you made earlier about fairness. Mm. Employees, I, I, I think just as people, our, our nature is if we don't know something, we tend to assume the worst. So if, if there's not that transparency of information, I may feel somebody else is getting the Chevy Tahoe lease and I'm yeah. getting the movie tickets, yeah. um, whether it's true or not. So, and fairness or the lack of perceived fairness will start to get rumblings in your organization. And there again, you're running the risk of doing more harm perhaps than good. Mm. So let people know. And, and, and people are, remember, they're doing something. You're rewarding them for something your company wants to achieve. So this is personal development for that employee. You know, the employee's got a, some skin in the game here as well. Yeah. They're going to want that feedback to know, how am I doing? You know, am I achieving what I set out to achieve? Great. So it's a win-win Great. for everybody. Great advice. And then not surprisingly, our last step is analysis. Uh, you want to look at the certainly the quantitative measures that you set out in the beginning for that success, but also look at the qualitative measures. Not everything can be measured. It's You can measure a sales increase. You can measure uh, customer service, you know, or manufacturing defects or customer service satisfaction scores, but you can't necessarily measure how your culture has improved. Um, So there are things that you want to work on that may not necessarily have a number behind it, but don't throw that off the sled of looking and tracking as best you can um, from sort of more, um, you know, anecdotal information around Mm. the organization. That's important too. And your analysis is not only how did we do, but how did it work? How did all of these steps work for us? And how can we, you know, what would we, what do we want to change and improve as we go forward or as we venture into another kind of a program? So make sure that you end that program with a real thoughtful, um, you know, analysis of what did we do? And it's okay you know, especially when you start out, you're going to make mistakes and it's oh, not all sure. going to go yeah. as planned, um, but th- it's still a worthy goal. Embark on the process and you will you will improve. And there are people out there in the world who can help you, you know, accelerate that improvement. Well, I so appreciate you walking your talk and spending the time. You, you actually made a huge drive to come down to our studio to be here uh, with us in person and to share your wisdom and expertise with our Uh, community. Michelle, I'm just so grateful for it. Thank you so much for uh, your time and your willingness to put action behind your words and uh, and share your wisdom. Well, Dave, I, it's I who should be thanking you. It, this was a, a labor of love for sure um, that you are giving voice uh, to what I think is a very important message and, and allowing me to share it with your audience. So thank you. Michelle Smith is the vice president 
for Business Development at OC Tanner. Michelle, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Dave. Hey, if you're putting together a recognition program or thinking about putting one together and you'd like even more help on the steps that Michelle and I talked about than you heard today, be sure to uh, drop us a line and uh, particularly check out Michelle's firm, O.C. Tanner. It's O-C-T-A-N-N-E-R.com. And they've got lots of great resources and tools, even on their website. So check that out. And of course, you can join the conversation with us at coachingforleaders.com slash 80. And that will take you to the show notes. Michelle's contact information is there as well. And you can join the conversation about this episode with me, Michelle, and other members of our community. Of course, you can always call our feedback hotline as well, 949-38-LEARN. And my email address is feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Hey, I know we're running a little bit later than we normally do on this show, but I wanted to mention one more thing before letting you go this week, and that is the very first live Coaching for Leaders webinar. It is scheduled, so mark your calendar for next Thursday, March 28th, 2013 at noon Pacific time. For those of you in other parts of the world, that is 1900 hours GMT time. So again, next Thursday, March 28th, noon Pacific time here in the States, 1900 hours GMT time. It is going to be a webinar on how to get it all done, even in the midst of chaos. Now, if that topic sounds familiar, it should, because I actually did a episode on that uh, about three months ago here on the podcast, but I'm going to be going into a lot more detail on this live webinar of how to get things done, how to manage your time well, how to organize things, good strategies and tools to use. And also I'm going to walk you through step-by-step through all the systems, processes, tools, software that I use to help keep things in control. At least I try to attempt to keep things in control most weeks. So be sure to mark that on your calendar and the link to register is going to be going live next Monday, March 25th. And so I will give you all the details you need to know on next week's show number 81. I will also send out a email to those of you who get my weekly updates and weekly articles. So if you are interested in joining me for the webinar, be sure to listen to next week's show number 81 on Monday, March 25th, or just watch for my email that day if you get my weekly article. And it's a good reminder that if you don't get the weekly article yet and you'd like to, go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe, and that'll get you on the weekly article list and also announcements about this webinar and anything I do in the future. And the webinar is free, 100% free. So you can join and interact with me live. I would love to have you involved. Hey, thank you to Faka Abbas. Uh, oh, I'm going to mess up this name. Nidkubwimana uh, Blaze, I think. I hope I got your name close. <laughs> tell, send me an email and tell me how to pronounce it correctly. Carmel Purdy and Resma Katoon. Thank you for connecting with me on either Google Plus or Facebook. We have a Facebook page. It's coachingforleaders.com slash Facebook. And I'm on Google Plus too, coachingforleaders.com slash plus. And uh, those of you who are Twitter users, I keep using Twitter more and more. You can find me there at coachingforleaders.com slash Twitter. I hope you have a great week. Hey, if Michelle's information has been helpful to you over the last two episodes, 
please jump online and leave a comment for her. She'd love to hear about it. Coachingforleaders.com slash 80. Have a great week, everyone. See you next week.